This is the One Up Sales Development Podcast. A podcast made by SDRs or SDRs. This one goes out to all the hustlers on the phones each and every day, slugging it out. If you're new and you need help with cold calling, I got you. Hey, Bob, may I have 27 seconds 27, just to explain the reason for my call? And you can decide if we should continue or not. Personalization with relevancy. I got you. Hey, Bob, I noticed you have a lovely garden and you love to grow plants. Incidentally, what are you doing today to grow your sales team? Overcoming objections. I got you. Hey, Bob, the last thing I like to do is send over information that is irrelevant. To narrow this down, I'd like to ask you a few questions. Would that be all right? How to extract information and make friends with gatekeepers. I got you. Hey Sally, I'm not even sure if Bob's the right person I should be speaking to. Would it be alright if I explain the reason for my call and perhaps maybe you can help? We're in it to win it. Better together. SDRs unite! I'm your host, Jackson Lil. Everyday practitioner. From the front lines for the front lines. to the game, baby. Practice what you preach. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd Dish of the One Up Sales Development Podcast. This is drop number four out of the 12 days of Christmas. And boy, are you going to love this. This She's coming in hot. She is pretty. She is smart. She is agile. And she is a sales professional, sales leader coming in hot representing St. Louis. She was also named 2017 Woman of the Year for Leukemia and Lophomia Society. She was previously the head of sales over at Groupon, introducing the one and only Mrs. Keegan Chapman, VP of Sales over at VictoryLab.io. So VictoryLab.io is a sales training bootcamp like no other. They believe in long-term success and they believe in the main core fundamentals acting as a liaison between sales professionals needed along with sales and tech companies. You know, whether if you need to build confidence, need to find out how to start on the right foot, or getting in the right job at the right company, VictoryRap.io got your back. Their success is your success, and your success is their success. VictoryLab.io. And a little bit of background with the CEO and founder too, Mr. Brian Barr. Uh, previously the head of sales of onboarding over at Groupon as well. He found this gap and was like, hey, you know, there was this gap between training and onboarding and uh, changing the sales professional for them to get started on the right foot. But there was also a mismatcher, like finding the right people for the right company. And that's exactly how VictoryLab.io was rolled out. Brian, if you're listening to this, shout out to you, my man. Thank you so much for uh, actually hooking me up with that AE course too to accelerate revenue and growth. That's how I got my certificate not too long ago with uh, Victory Lab, and uh, I hope you enjoyed that DoorDash uh, (laughs) that I sent to you. But back to uh, my girl Keegan now. So what I really love about Keegan is that not only she's bright, she's smart, she's a true sales leader, and she knows what's it all about. You know, when it comes to being a sales leader, you really gotta be there for the ones around you. And, you know, she started out in sales when she was just a kid, getting back at eight years old, son. And, you know, it's funny because she went to school and she actually majored in marketing. And you know what to say, 
if you if you leave something you come back for it it's meant to be i said okay well what do i do with marketing degree and they said great you're going to be a sales rep in sales especially when you're new it's really 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 hard to want to want to do something and love it like code calling and no one says it better than keegan herself so hardest part is actually wanting to do it way easier part is learning the skills to do it so when it comes down to it in sales if you really want to want to do something you gotta love it and really really hone down on that communication skills once you learn that kind of psychology behind why people make decisions and you really hone those communication skills all of it fits in place bam that's exactly how you do it you always want to ask yourself what's next what's next once you finish something bam celebrate what's next challenge yourself wonder it ponder it keep on going do not get left behind because the last thing you want to do especially in the tech and SaaS world is become irrelevant the biggest fear in life is to become irrelevant so if you can always make sure that you're bettering yourself and learning something new you'll stay along with the curve if not make the curve fundamentals will always be the same mrs keegan chapman Thank you again so much for coming on to One Up Sales Development Podcast to share your story, share your insights, and letting other females know that if you can do it, so can they. And you know, that's the problem in this world. There's so much more male sales leaders than there are when it comes to the females. And uh, I'm not sure why that is, but you know, uh, they're just as qual the females are just as qualified and shit sometimes they do even a way better job than we do so i don't know what the fuck's going on there but <laughs> moving on now and keegan thanks again for coming on shout out to victory lap.io mr brian cabarro over there if there's anyone looking to break into tech and SaaS in terms of sdr bdr or ae head over to victory lap.io and tell them i sent you <laughs> enjoy this episode guys Oh, and of course, we cannot forget our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by BetterGrowth, a software consultancy that helps companies reduce churn, increase adoption, and improve revenue generation. So if you're interested in a 30-minute consulting session with their award-winning team, head over to www.bettergrowth.com. That's www.bettergrowth.com. Yeah, boy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the One Up Sales Development Podcast. But to my next guest I have you on today is straight out of Chicago, Illinois. She's been in the sales game for quite some time now. And not only is she just in the sales game, but she also teaches the sales game. And what that means to you is that when someone gets to teach you something, the best part about it, like Jim Quick says, is you get to learn it twice. Please give me a warm welcome for the one and only Mrs. Kagan Chapman, VP of Sales over at Victory Lab. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Keegan. Um, nice to meet you today. I'm glad you're here listening. Yeah, Keegan, welcome to the show. And again, thank you again so much for hopping on the One Up Sales Development Podcast. Come in and share your story. But more importantly, being a part of a voice when it comes to being female in sales to really go out there and make it happen. So welcome to the pod. Great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Where would you like to get started? Very, very good question. So, Kagan, without further ado, why don't you go ahead and just start out for our audience here. Tell us about who you are and just how did you get into sales? Great. Um, awesome. So, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, the running joke in all of our classes in Chicago, I'm like, anyone from St. Louis? And 
it's usually crickets. So hopefully someone listening is from there. It's a great, great town. <laughs> <to travel. laughs> I, um, I guess I started my sales career then. Um, I was a Girl Scout cookie salesperson very early on with my mother being the troop manager. So very important to exceed all sales quotas at a young age of probably eight. Um, I left that behind me a little bit and went to Miami University in Ohio for college. Um, picked that school because I actually knew no one and I wanted to kind of get out of my ways and see what I could grow into in, in my adult life, we'll call it. Um, I actually studied uh, marketing. Uh, originally thought I would study graphic design. Realized that though I have a uh, interest in art. I didn't like sitting behind a computer alone all day. And I actually liked talking to people and figuring out why they wanted to buy what they wanted to buy or figuring out what would catch somebody's eye in a marketing campaign, whatever it might be. So uh, graduating college, I said, okay, well, what do I do with marketing degree? And the only thing I cared about was moving to Chicago. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yep. You know, small, small goals to start. Right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, so I had a couple interviews and I actually landed a job with Groupon. So this is Groupon pre-IPO. Um, it wasn't, it was starting to get pretty cool, but still people didn't know what it was. And they said, great, you're going to be a sales rep. Um, you could probably hear the big gulp in my throat because uh, I had had internships in marketing, event planning, um, and construction randomly. Um, and so I was like, okay, let's do this thing. So I moved up to Chicago. I actually stayed in the Doubletree Hotel. Advice to all of you out there, maybe find somewhere to stay before you get a job. Uh, lived on someone's couch and kicked off my sales career from there. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Love it. Wow, Groupon. Uh, are, are, you, are you a huge couponer before you joined prior? Was I a huge couponer? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't say that I was. <laughs> I can tell you that my mom was really excited that I was starting there. She had heard about it in the news. Yeah. And she was like, oh, this is the cool new thing. Um, and that's back when there was a tipping point. So basically, you had to get the whole group of people, like 10, 20 plus people, to say they wanted the deal um, in order to get it. So it was a big community play as well, which I, I loved because it was supporting local businesses. And it gave me something that I wanted to sell and, and got excited about. Okay. Okay. That's awesome. Re reason I asked because um, I have a cousin that's huge in uh, Groupon couponing and then they like to stack it. And I, yeah. I think there was a show on MTV a, a long time ago. I'm not sure if you saw it. They call it Extreme Couponers. Are you, are you familiar oh, yeah, with that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They, they, would, they would coupon so hard to the point where they would shop at the grocery store and they would coupon so hard to the point where the grocery store would owe them money. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's the way to go. It's probably, it's probably what I should have been doing when I didn't have any income yet and was living in the city of Chicago. But, you know, instead I just worked for the company. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know, you know what they say, Keegan, um, a penny save is a, it's a penny earned. And over time it, it adds up, but only you can really measure it, you know, but I would say it pay off when the time to yeah, it definitely does. I can tell you all those commission checks I saved bought me my first condo and allowed me to take a nice four month hiatus after I left Groupon. So I'd say definitely save your commission checks. It's worth it. <laughs> nice. So Keegan, what, why Chicago? Um, so Chicago's good Midwest people, but a big city with a lot going on. Um, I kind of pick things. I'm very family oriented. I'm one of, uh, four sisters and my whole family's from St. Louis. And so I wanted to be close, but 
I also didn't want to be so close that I wasn't building my own life and something new. And Chicago was it. It was the, nice. the great place to go. Nice. Chicago's a beautiful city, by the way. You know, Illinois is out there. It's, and to the best of my uh, recollection, it's also so like the nice big tech hub, too, compared to like San Francisco, New yeah. York, and Florida. So, yeah. Okay. It's definitely growing a ton. A lot of companies are bringing their sales hub to Chicago. So even if they're yeah. San Francisco based or West Coast based, they are, um, you know, coming out and bringing like building like a sales office. It's been really fun. Yeah. You bet. No kidding. All right. So, King, just to double check here, as I know I'm podcasting off the car, but uh, is, how's the volume and stuff? Is it too windy? Is there background noise? Just no, there isn't any. I'm very oh, surprised, okay. actually, because I can see some cars, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So, let's roll on to Victory Lab. This is, this okay. is where I met you. So, Victory Lab, amazing. So, what, for our listeners now, why, why don't you go ahead and just explain to us what is Victory Lab and what's the end goal for Victory Lab? Yeah, absolutely. So I work for Victory Lap, the greatest company in the world. Uh, so famous plug, <laughs> right? Uh, no. So we created Victory Lap. Well, Brian created it. Um, he's brilliant. Our CEO. Um, he basically we had he had built the onboarding department at Groupon. So that's actually where we had oh. met, and it still stands today, many years later. And it basically was proving the point that if you train great people, people can succeed in sales right? Hence the reason we train people now. And so um, he said, wait a second, this isn't just a, you know, a Groupon or a large company problem. So many companies are struggling with bringing on the right talent and the talent being prepared for the role. So we built a sales training bootcamp where essentially you can apply to get into our program. We teach you all the fundamentals of sales, how to get into sales, how to build your confidence, how to start on the right foot, um, and then we help get you jobs at great tech companies um, that fit with what you're looking for. So another piece of it is not every sales, sales job is for everybody. Um, and so we make sure that we're finding like the right personality traits, the right culture ads, the right skill sets that match you with a job that will help you succeed in your sales career sooner. So that is our main mission. And through that, our companies succeed sooner and everybody makes money and is happy and products are sold. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Thank you for that. And, you know, just a quick recap too, like I, cause um, I was introduced by my good friend, Chris Orlano. He's like, Hey, Victory's Labs having this great course. It's uh, free of charge due to the COVID. And I was like, you know, I'll take advantage of that. And yeah. just meeting, that's where I met you and uh, Brian over there. And, you know, I must say, Brian must be a really, really cool guy to work with. Yes, he is a very cool guy. I mean, I, I came to work for him a second time. So I worked for him back oh. at Groupon. So, <laughs> yep, yep, he is. Uh, so, yeah, I worked for him at Groupon in the onboarding department. Um, we stayed in touch forever. Um, we had always hoped to get to work together again, and, and it worked out with Victory Lap. But Brian is one of those people that when he speaks, you want to jump on whatever boat he's driving. That's for sure. I mean, he is a salesperson by nature. He hones his craft no matter what. He's never said he's the best or will be the best. He's continu continuously learning so we can teach better. Um, and I definitely learn something from him every day. And so do our students. And so, yeah, why not? Why not join him for a second time, right? <laughs> nice, nice. You know, if you're uh, joining him for the second time, he's doing something <laughs> right. And mm -hmm. what one, one key takeaway that I actually got from just taking the course too, and I just want to throw it out there for those who are listening and that I didn't really know before is um, when you guys were talking about 
doing demos, right? And he Brian's portrayed the way he sees it. It's like treat it as if you're like a project manager, showing them the right expectation and the time frame. And that's just like going above and beyond. And when I picked that up from you guys, I was like, oh God, damn. And just watching Brian, he's very versatile. He just sits there. He's very analytical. He just watches you and stays quiet and listen. And, you know, it's just like that smooth sense of vibe to the point where, you know, this is, this is the guy. Like, yep. okay, he knows his stuff. He knows what he's doing. And um, <laughs> whatever he says, well, we'll probably get clapped back at you, so to say. <laughs> so to say. Totally, totally. I mean, it, it's true, though. I mean, once you learn that kind of psychology behind why people make decisions and you really hone those communication skills, all of it fits in place. It doesn't matter if you're closing a deal, you're setting an appointment, you're organizing a timeline, like that's the core of it. And that's what's so fun with Victory Lap is we're not trying to teach you how to sell one product. Every one of our classes has 50 different companies represented, right? So we are teaching the core fundamentals of how do you get people to listen, want to listen, and then hopefully want to buy from you too. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So Keegan, there's, there's a lot of, you know, quote unquote boot camps out there. You know, there's a lot of, there's always hired, there's pre-hired, um, mm -hmm. there's this, um, online courses. Let's say there's someone who's, you know, young, like listening right now, 23, 24, Yep. They said, hey, you know what? I'm about to graduate right now, and I really want to get into tech sales. Um, never, I've never done tech. I've never done sales before. I have no experience. Why should I go to Victory Lab instead of pre-hired or always hired? Well, um, I would say what makes us stand out, and this is a question we ask ourselves continuously because the market nice. always is evolving, and if we can't evolve with it, then we're going to be irrelevant sooner than, than we were awesome. Uh, and so one of the things that I think makes us stand out is we're a sales training company built by salespeople. So all of us continuously still sell. All of us were selling at one point in our careers. And so that core of like salespeople helping salespeople is something you won't find everywhere. Because of that, we've built this like unbelievable community. So we have over a thousand graduates, thousands more students who have come through our courses that are all now connected through one hub, which is us. And now they can help each other. They can mentor each other. They can welcome each other when they come to companies. And so that's like a core piece that doesn't even have anything to do with the training that comes along with being a part of Victory Lab. Oh I would say this is, my God. Isn't that crazy? Yes. We're growing crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't even know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Keep, keep going. Keep going, please. Yeah. This is um, I could geek out about this all day. So just yeah. like, you know, cut me off whenever you want. But no. I think the second piece is, is we're huge believers that literally anyone can do sales if they want to do sales. So hardest part is actually wanting to do it. Way easier part is learning the skills to do it. Right. And so wow. um, one of the things we make sure we're teaching is kind of first that attitude, how to get your head in the game how to make sure that you actually care about this and you're working towards something you want. The second is making sure that you're doing all the right activities, right? Like, do you know what's going to make you successful in this role? And are you doing those things? And then the third part is making sure that you have the techniques, the skills, the methods that allow you to get better and improve on those skill sets. So everything we teach, we're continuously evolving because that changes, right? Pre-COVID, a lot of people were making cold calls all day. 
post during COVID, post COVID, we might not have everyone's cell phone numbers. So we better become better writers, better emailers, better LinkedIn messengers. So we have to evolve with that in our training. And that's one core, core value we have is staying modern with our approach to make sure that whether we're teaching someone with 60 years sales experience or zero, they're still going to get value from what we're doing. Nice. Wow. I love that from salespeople for salespeople. Mm-hmm. And you guys are currently evolving because in sales, we all know what works today may not work tomorrow. And that yep. could mean like what you just said, Hey, pre COVID, everyone's just banging their phone on their heads on the phones, cold calling. And then everyone just got hit with COVID. A lot of people got let go. A lot of people have to make a shift. A lot of people have to stay resilient. So they're like, how do I make the shift and looking for yep. leads? And what you mentioned evolving while evolving, is the mm-hmm. way to go. I think that's like one of the best ways to do it. And it's, you know, made from salespeople for salespeople. Yep. The best advice I ever got is pivot, don't jump. So like when there's times like these, it's like take the core fundamentals and knowledge that you have and try something like a little bit different. Don't like jump ship and leave your core things that made you successful behind. So for example, if you have a great elevator pitch and you now have to LinkedIn message, try shifting that elevator pitch into a great LinkedIn video because it's still the same core fundamentals. You're just delivering it a little bit different. And then you can kind of tweak and iterate from there versus saying, I'm going to learn how to make messages today and start totally from scratch. The fundamentals will always be the same. Nice, nice, nice. Okay. I love to dive a little bit deeper into that. I love that. So you, the fundamentals and the fundamentals will always be the core because that's the gift within you, right? Like you learn to do one thing. It doesn't matter if you lose a job, you get let go, you got your salary taken away from you. You you still have the gift. It's still inside you as -hmm. as long as you know the fundamentals and do it. So Kagan, let's say um, as an SDR and BDR listening to right now, what would you say would be one of the few most important fundamentals that they need to have in order to succeed? Yeah. Um, Before you do anything at all, you really need to think about the customer, who it is. Okay. So example being you're selling into a VP of sales. What is on that VP of sales list today? What could they be dealing with that is going to, you know, get in the way of whatever your new priority is and how do you make sure you're framing it to make their life easier, not harder. So often when we're going out to make a sales call, it's like, I want to make a sale. It's like, wait, wait, wait this person's busy, right? If you're busy, they're even more busy, right? And so you have to make sure you know what they're up to. This even applies. Let's say you did get laid off. And if you did, I'm incredibly sorry because I know it can be really daunting and scary, but you have the best skills out of anybody that's been laid off here because you have sales skills. Now, all of a sudden you're thinking about a hiring manager on LinkedIn and you say, okay, what's that hiring manager dealing with right now? And how can I apply what I have to make their job easier. Now all of a sudden you're prospecting folks to get you a new role and all you're using is your same fundamentals you would use to call that VP of sales or email that VP of sales. So it's all interchangeable, just those cores. Nice, 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 nice. Very well said, very well said. Love that, the fundamentals, the main Mm -hmm. core, like what goes on their daily life. Like you could draw like a notepad and just, write their name down, just write down what their day looks like. And wow, that's amazing. It just, you know, that's that's how it really is. Just like, Hey, how can I make Keegan's life easier? Then Mm -hmm. that's how you would approach. And that's the problem with 
and all the SDR and BRs nowadays, right? <clears throat> they call you, hey, Keegan, uh, me, 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 my product is my product is <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Yeah, getting head around the head there. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the tough thing. Like it is, you know, it's commission breath. That's what I like to call it. It's like yeah. when that happens, it happens to everybody. I don't care if you've had like 400 years of sales experience, like when you're behind goal, it shows, right? It doesn't matter. But if you can take a step back and say like, I have a solution that really does solve problems. My, their problem is not me getting the appointment. Their problem is living with them and whether they're going to say they need to make a change or even be open to it is on, on their side. Yeah. So all you can do is go in and hope to help. And that is all. Nice. That's it. Easier said than done, but stick yeah, to the fundamentals totally. and work hard, work smart. You will win. So Keegan, um, there's something I like to stab and go a little deep review here. And this is actually, uh, pretty popular from what I see too in the sales development world. A lot of people, you know, they never really thought about that. You know, I never thought that sales would be for me and then they end up being in sales really successful in it, but more times than not, they were doing something prior, um, such as you were doing marketing. So you were interning at, uh, as a, you know, like a marketer and graphic design internal at Clayco and so mm-hmm. forth. Uh, when was it that point where you just realized, you know what, screw this, I'm going to sales. Yeah. So there was a couple of things and some, I, I'm grateful to be in a career path where I can say these things and people be like, okay, good. Yeah. She's being realistic. So I loved like the design of marketing. I loved pitching to clients. I loved the idea of like working for cool brands in like a boutique marketing agency, like very fun. What I didn't love is that I was the one working long hours. I was the one giving it my all and I wasn't making any extra money for how hard I was working. And, and literally it was that simple. And so I was like, okay, so how do I work for a company where I think it's just as cool as this last one, but if I'm going to outwork everybody and outlearn everybody, then I'm going to make as much money as I possibly can. And I can live the life I want to live. And so that's what kind of gets me up in the morning is saying, um, you know, if I give it my all or when I give it my all, am I getting just as much in return in skills, in money, in opportunity and in freedom? Great. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Thank you for sharing that because majority of the people that I speak with. Some people won't say it, but I just wanted to make some money. Yeah. No. (laughs) I love and respect that. I can can tell you're a real one. um, And that puts you, stands you up throughout the bars. You know, not everyone's (laughs) willing to talk about it. Like for instance, uh, everyone has a dungeon. Not everyone's willing to talk about it. And I can tell you're one of the person that if someone was to ask you, you just tell them straight up. And you know, um, that makes sense because a lot of people that I speak to that started in marketing that's now in sales, they all nine out of 10, they all say the same thing. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing marketing and I realize, you know, I'm putting all this hard work and I'm not really getting compensated for it. And it all starts when just speaking to another sales professional, like, Hey, Keegan, dude, this is good stuff. Working all these inbound leads. You should, yeah. you should give sales a shot, you know? <laughs> and then that, that starts making the jump. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, Keegan, you, uh, you mentioned you used to be a Girl Scout cookie. Sell, sell Girl Scout. Totally yeah. cool. I love Girl Scout cookies. So, prior, prior so you're, what, how old were you when this happened? You're, you said you're like eight years old or something? Yeah, probably eight or nine, probably. Yeah, okay, very okay. young. Door to door, the whole old school way. You did the door to door? Yep. You'd walk with your like piece of paper up to every single door. Yeah. And you'd write down their address and you'd have to go deliver it door to door after. Yep. Wow. 
Wow, yep. love that. Okay, okay, that that is some hustle mentality right there. Uh, so talk to me about afterwards. Um, you know, you went to junior high, high school, prior to college. Uh, what did you pick up any other types of job during those times? Like at a retail or anything? Yeah. So um, it's funny because you know usually somebody has like this like funny job or whatever it might be, and I was so focused on being like the most marketable person post-college that I started my first internship the day after I got my license at 16. So I worked oh, really? um, every summer at uh, Clayco um, in graphic design and I actually ended up managing their interns one summer as well as basically a 18 year old, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the summers in between college, I interned every single summer. But on the side, I mean, I was a nanny. I, um, you know, tried to pick up cash wherever I could on like random occasions. My sister was a bar manager. So I'd be like, yeah. you know, a random busser for a night. But um, <laughs> yeah, because a lot of internships are unpaid. I had to do a lot of babysitting in the evenings. I can tell you that much. Nice. I, I love it. I love it. So talk to me right now over at Victor Lab. So you're a VP of sales. Um, typically, yep. that's a leadership role where not only would you sometimes be selling yourself, but be running a team under yourself too as well. Are, are you running a team right now under you? So I'm actually building a team right now. This is a nice plug. Um, we're bringing on a customer success manager as well as probably another AE, um, as well as potentially a marketing intern as well to help us kind of get lead generation. Um, so right now it is me selling, converting, managing, um, and then building that team out. Um, nice. In the past, um, I was a head of sales prior to this, and so managed and built a sales team. If you have questions on that, I'm, I'm happy to answer. Yes, yes. You know, you, you read my mind. I was just going to attack that right after this. Okay, so, great. <laughs> what, in, in your eyes, your vision, your beliefs, um, what would you say it really takes to be a successful you know, VP of sales who's running and building a sales team or head of sales because – Majority of them all the time is just say, hey, pipeline, 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 close deals, pipeline. But it's the things that are behind the curtains. What would you say that would be? Are you saying for my role or for the folks on my team? Uh, for your role and the folks on the team. Okay, for both. So, okay. Yeah. So for like, as a sales leader, it's know your people inside and out and make sure that they are learning and growing and love being there. Otherwise, none of this is worth it. Um, nice, nice, so nice. It, it, like we all spend way too much time at work, not to like, feel like we learned something or did something that was difficult and we succeeded or did something that was difficult and we failed. Right. So my goal on leading sales teams is building like a culture and a community where people are coaching each other, helping each other, um, building each other up, giving each other feedback, but also holding people accountable to the results, not just the actions. It's very easy to say, make calls, make calls, make calls. But if your calls suck, then it's not good enough, right? We need to be coaching, teaching, training so that your calls don't suck anymore. Um, and so you have to really focus on the end, end results too because anybody's calls can suck. It's usually lack of preparation or lack of training. It's not, you're a bad person. It's just like not possible. Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. You hit the nail on the head. It's more than just numbers, numbers, numbers. It's really the culture, being there for them and yeah. making sure that they feel important and to the point where hey you're not just a number you know Keegan you're someone I care about we're, we're like a family yeah. you know like if you call in sick and I can 
help you do something. Hey, Keegan, I got you. Oh, mm-hmm. you got it. You got the demo coming up. You can't take it. I got you. Hey, you yeah. need to make that follow-up call, but you can't make it at the time. I got you. Yeah. You know? And just really making it, making them feel important. I, I think you have this ability throughout the whole entire time because, you know, growing up during your time while you're interning, you ran a team and you, you took care of a lot of people and you always seem to be that person who was in charge. And, uh, but what makes you different is that it's being in charge to you is not about well, just being in charge, you know, it's taking yeah. care of those that are in your charge. So. And, and you know, what's really humbling and, and it probably happens to a lot of leaders is you have to be willing to learn alongside of your team. Oh right. So like I've had teams where, they had way more sales experience than me physically on the phone, but I had more leadership experience. And so together we made this like awesome team Um, or examples where somebody had more industry experience and someone had more sales experience. Like you've got to check your ego at the door, whether you're a new sales rep and a tenured sales rep, a VP of sales, a manager, it doesn't matter because here's the thing. If you're not learning every single day in sales, all of a sudden you are the, the worst person on the team because there is no right answer, right? Because you have to keep getting better. Otherwise you become irrelevant. The team moves on and, and here you are who was the number one performer last year, but everyone else spent their afternoons cold call practicing or lifting each other up or calling a client and asking them what they wish they got out of the product or whatever it might be. So I guess like, I mean, this is something my dad's always said to me, but like never, the biggest fear in life is to become irrelevant. So if you can always make sure that you're bettering yourself and learning something new, you'll stay along with the curve, if not make the curve. Wow. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) That was not the price of admission. I don't know what is that. He just got right on with that. You know, your dad has amazing quote with that. If fear of being irrelevant, because if you're irrelevant, Peace. You're out. (laughs) See ya. Way quicker than it, than it, you know, like it can happen before you even realize blink of an eye. So you got to just stay on it. You got to keep learning. You got to read. You got to go to victory lap trainings. Totally kidding. You got to go to some, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) whatever. I love love that. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, okay. Keegan, there's a lot of people out there, you know, not complaining fingers. And we all know someone that they're like, Mm -hmm. Mr. I know it all, you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. screw this. And one, one of the biggest trouble nowadays too. So what I'm seeing, it's a lot of tech and SaaS company out there. I'm talking about, it's been out there for years that mm-hmm. doesn't have a sales development program. And now they're like, okay, sales development sounds cool. It's popular. It works. I guess let's roll out our own program. And yeah. what happens most of the time is they go, all right, so we're, we're, we're throwing out this uh, sales development crew. We're going to hire three people. And you know what? Screw it. They're going to report to our VP of sales. And his VP of sales is old school, uh, has zero knowledge about sales development, about, you know, cadence. He doesn't even know what a cadence is. Don't even know what tech stack is. Um, doesn't even know what a sales engagement tool platform is. Mm-hmm. And they would go, you know, you report to me. Like, how, how, what would you recommend for that individual to, you know, uh, to, to truly be successful and build a bond with the team? Because, you can't really just go up to them and like, hey, Keegan, uh, you report to me and I'll just be sitting there as a dashboard jockey and just pressing the refresh button on Salesforce every day yeah. looking for that like, KPIs and meetings book. <laughs> yeah. 
So I would say the best sales teams aren't led usually by the leader. It's somebody amongst the team who's bringing the strengths of each other up. So if you think about it, you, let's say there's 10 people that all start for this crazy new team where they're not prepared at all. What I would probably do is get all the team together and say, figure out what everyone was good at, at their old job. So for instance, when I built my initial startup team within Groupon, I found somebody that was really organized. I found somebody that had a great elevator pitch. I found somebody that could bring the team together, big like team melder person. I found somebody that was um, graphically sound and I found somebody with industry experience. Nice. People said, you picked the most random team ever. And I said, no, because now I have an expert in each of the pieces of the puzzle we're going to need to be successful. So it lucked out that I was the leader and I wanted that, but no leader doesn't want it. They just don't know how to find it. And so asking leaders to build that. So grab a team meeting, all whiteboard out the things that you're best at. Everybody take one initiative outside of just making cold calls all day. Make sure you still hit your goals there. And then all of a sudden you've got your tools expert. You've got your marketing liaison. You've got your account management liaison. You've got your organized person, whatever it might be. And now you've built the team that that's, that leader didn't even know how to build. And you're actually going to have more fun because you're going to have ownership over your piece of the puzzle as well. Oh my God. That was Amazing. Sounds like music to my ears. You know, I, I, I would never thought of that was to come to build a team, like just out of the blues, right? To find someone. How, how did you come up with that? Is this something that Brian taught you over at Victor? <laughs> Where did that come so, from? Because that, that's, that's, so, that's amazing. Um, I, luckily over my time at uh, Groupon, I managed over 250 sales reps over my tenure. So I got Damn. to learn. Yeah, it was a lot. I think I had 15 different jobs in seven and a half years. Okay. And so, yeah, it was like, it was like a whirlwind experience, best experience. I, I owe my career, my life to that company for giving me chance after chance to learn and, and develop and grow. But one of the things I picked up on is I kept inheriting my teams. So oh. I would get a whole team and I would say like, what do we do? Uh, okay, blank slate. We got to figure this out. And so I would start, I noticed I would start to identify those people within a team. So when I got the opportunity to build it, I go, wait a second, what do I need? Okay, I need so-and-so, I need so-and-so. And And instead of saying like, I don't know, personality traits or whatever it might be, it was skill sets that fit. And then we built a culture that fit together or all culture ads that made tons of different um, conversations, backgrounds, outcomes come from it. Nice, nice. I, okay, I love that. How? How do you track this? Are you putting it in Google, Excel, uh, you know, Bob Doe, special trait and run it through? And then how do you funnel that down and just pick them and then just really get them, you know, propose it to your upper leader and like, hey, this is what we should do. Yeah. So um, because of I lucked out on this sense, like I I had built a brand for myself that I was incredibly autonomous and was going to do what was best for the company. They let me just pick whoever I wanted. So I didn't have to funnel anything up, which was really, really nice because I was kind of like, let me prove this to you. We're going to be awesome. Um, But that also takes some confidence. So you have to know that. But behind the confidence is a true belief in the core competencies you think make someone successful. So if you as a leader don't have five to 10 core competencies that you know are going to make your people successful, you're not going to pick the right people. You're going to pick the people that probably hit their numbers or seem really confident or 
are just excited about the project instead of evaluating them against those core things that you're looking for. Love it. Love it. There it is. So Keegan, I, I know we set our time shortly here and we're almost yep. running up the hour here. How are you doing on time so far? I'm, I'm okay right now. I didn't book anything right after. So just in case this happened. Okay, perfect. I just want to go ahead and just run a few more questions through you here and just really, really get at you. Um, so woman in sales, you are up there in the game. You know, mm -hmm. when it comes to being a voice, like what, what, let's say there's like a young SDR and BDR listening to this right now. Yeah. And it's a female mm -hmm. and she's fairly new to the game. She's just started um but she's having a little bit trouble she's not getting the culture she you know uh, yeah. that, that that she's not getting the coaching that she's needed what would you tell that individual what would you recommend that individual to do in terms of advice yeah um it's interesting i mean even starting in sales when i did to now i mean there's way more females which is great um when you get up into sales leadership it's still pretty sparse which is kind of sucky but um, <laughs> i do believe that this next wave of um great sales leaders is is going to be even better than than i could have ever been so as women a lot of times it's like this person is your boss you should go to them to get everything you need from them that is their job and that's what you want. Well, one of the things I learned really early on is your boss isn't going to be everything to you. So nice. if your boss isn't giving you the coaching you want, find a mentor. As women, we typically are, um, you know, going to our bosses for everything. We say like, we need a shoulder to cry on. We need advice. We want coaching. We want training, whatever it might be. And, and to be honest, your boss isn't going to be everything to you. So, so the best advice I could give you is if your boss isn't being a coach to you, figure out where you can go find a coach. If your boss is telling you to hit numbers, but you aren't sure how to hit numbers and they're not giving you the advice to do so, then maybe go find someone on your team that's always hitting their numbers and, and, and learn from them. So I would say the number one thing I learned is all of the people around you are the wealth of knowledge and the brand that you can build if it's bigger than just your boss and bigger than just your team, it's going to help you one grow exponentially, but also you're going to build relationships that could catapult your career in ways you wouldn't even realize down the road. Woo! OMG, Keegan! <laughs> that was hashtag money. <laughs> that was amazing. The, the people around you is your wealth. And yep. that is one of the biggest challenges that SDRs and BDRs are having nowadays. They're scared to ask for help. So yep. once they realize and re able to break down and you know, I, I, I love that because everything you say, I just, I process it through my mind. I truly see it. And you know, I experienced it to myself in my early days where you think your boss is the boss. He's holding your hand before you sit, press that send button, before you create that email, before you, you got a response from a highly targeted person that you've been targeting for and you can't respond yourself. So you reach out to your boss and then you're asking them for help. And you know, they, like mm -hmm. you just mentioned, right? You just hit the nail on the head there. They can't always be there for you. They're not gonna be everything for, to you. And you gotta just start looking around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's absolutely. Amazing. It's the same way as like, you always go back to your fun friend for advice. Like your fun friend's not always going to be your best place for advice. So you probably have an advice friend too. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, go like to your wine friends, right? Hey, uh, it's uh, it's Wine Wednesdays. What's a good wine? You know, wine for a bit. <laughs> and they're like, wait a second, I'm your gin friend. Why are you talking to me about wine? <laughs> All right. Oh, right. Okay. So, Keegan, just just before we wrap things up here, I want to talk about something. So, yeah. your volunteer, it's your volunteer experience. You know, yeah. I see that you're at the the man, the woman of the year as a team member. 2017 yeah. Woman of the Year candidate for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Talk to us. Yeah. Now. Yeah. So um, one of the things I realized throughout my uh, earlier career is when people asked me to like donate money or whatever, it was very like, because I was making commission, I could, you know, I figured I could give some money and I'd feel really good about it. And then I started realizing like giving money wasn't enough for me. I wanted to give my time as well. Um, and my skill sets, which is sales. Right. And so actually funny enough, Brian was the first man of the year and I was on his team. And so Basically, Brian introduced me to the whole world of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and he was running for man of the year that year before. Um, And basically, the way it works is one person's running, and they pull together a team of people to help them raise money all the way leading up to the gala where um, the winner is announced. And the winner is whoever can raise the most money in 12 weeks. And so it's this mad dash sprint to raise as much money you can through donations from friends, events, um, whatever you want, and getting people to buy tickets to the gala and buy um, auction items or you know, bid on auction items that will raise money as well. And so if you provide those auction items, you can, also, you can also raise a lot of money. And so after that first year, I was like, wow, this is 12 weeks. I get to make an amazing impact on an organization that is helping so many people and so many people you wouldn't even like think of or know of because it's so prevalent. Um, and the next year they called me and asked me to be run for woman of the year based on my contributions the year before. Um, and so I pulled together much like my sales team, a team of great people who had all different assets, um, that could help us raise as much money as we can. So my sales management and sales skills. Um, and we actually raised in under 12 weeks, close to $140,000 for the foundation. Nice. Which was unbelievable. Nice. Wow, Brian. He's a, uh, yeah. He's he's quite a stud, huh? <laughs> yeah. He keeps me involved in all the things I need to be involved in. My job, my donations, my volunteering. <laughs> nice, nice. Hey, Brian. If you're ever listening to this, shout out to you, man. You know, thanks for everything you do. You're such a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Keegan. Um. Just before we wrap it up here, I just want to ask you one more question. This is, goes out to yeah. all the young SDR and BDR that's listening to right now. So you've been in sales for quite some time. You've been mm-hmm. in the game. You've been in the game and you're up in the game. You know, Emails, <laughs> boys, trained over 250 people over at Groupon, built out a sales team and now building another sales team. So in your eyes, where, where do you see sales development heading in the upcoming few years? Yeah. So, you know, there's too many people out there that think sales is a backup career. Oh, it's the only job I can get. I'll just do it for a year and then I'll go on to whatever hopes and dreams I think are past there. I want everyone to know that this is a career path. This is a way to get as close to being an entrepreneur without having to take the risk of owning your own business. You get to plan your days. You get to put the activity you get, you put in 
is wealth and learning and experience that you get back. As somebody that walked into sales and said, I'll stick it out for a year and figure it out. And now I'm close to 10 years later. It has been the best career move I've ever made. And so what I hope for everybody that's thinking about entering into sales is if you like to be your own boss, if you like to push yourself to get better every day, if you want to continuously be forced to learn and develop yourself, then heading through the SDR BDR path to becoming an AE, to becoming a sales manager, to becoming a partnership manager, to being VP, CRO, whatever it might be. It's one of the greatest career paths for somebody that wants to be independent and successful for a very long time. This industry is not going away. Oh my God, Keegan, that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. I swear, this is why, this is why Brian said, Jackson, you should have Keegan on your show. I was like, <laughs> Shit. All right, man. Uh, let me let me scan a profile real quick here. Check this out. And, oh boy, did yeah. you did you deliver? Thank you so much. So, Keegan, if, um, there's anyone listening on this podcast, they want to reach out to you. They want to say thank you. What's the best way to reach out to you? Yeah, I would say friend me on LinkedIn, just Keegan Chapman, um, or you can reach out to us at VictoryLap.io. Um, but really I'm on LinkedIn all the time as a salesperson. I'm sure all of you are as well. So send me a note, let me know that you listen to this podcast so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle and I'm happy to chat, answer questions or give you guidance if, if that's what you need. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up for the episode. Keegan Chapman, thank you again so much for hopping on and dropping bombs. We appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. This was a great time.